Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Manifest Your Dreams. I'm your host, Lexi Wilson, and I cannot believe that I have never actually done this, but today we are going to accomplish this one thing that I've needed to do as an astrologer, which is breaking down the chart and breaking down what each of the placements mean. As an astrologer, I don't know how. I don't already have this as an episode because most people want to know, well, what does it mean if the sun was in Leo when I was born? What does it mean when my moon is in Virgo? How do I use my Jupiter and Aquarius? People ask me questions like that all the time. And I answer, I provide the best answer that I can, but yet I do not have an entire episode dedicated to this. And that is a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> so today, that's what we're going to dive into is how you can understand what each of the placements mean, as well as uh, what each of, well, I guess that's just it. Just how, that's it. There you go. <laughs> um, but the reason why I think this is also significant is because I look at astrology a little bit differently than how other people look at it. Okay. So anytime that I tell somebody, oh, I'm an astrologer, the first thing people think is, oh, so you see the future. Okay. First of all, I'm not Raven Simone. <laughs> Although, yes, yes, I am Raven. <laughs> uh, I apologize if that took your ear off. I try not to laugh straight into the mic because I know that my laugh can be quite loud and I just never know sound wise, like how it's going to, how it's going to track. So I apologize if that bursted your eardrums. I really do. Um, but yes, first of all, just because somebody is an astrologer does not mean that they are a psychic. Those are not the same things. I, so that's that. I, however, have actually opened up my third eye and have embraced my intuition. So I am able to use astrology as a tool by which to see the future. However, that is not the primary use of astrology for me. For me, and this could be because I'm an astro I, I'm not an astrologer. I'm a Capricorn, heavy, heavy Capricorn. And because I have a therapy background, I actually use it more as like an assessment tool. It's the way by which I'm able to see how does a person uh, tick? What do they think? How do they feel? What do they need in order to feel seen, uh, in order to feel valued? What are they looking for in this life? Like that's how I typically use birth charts. And even when I, before I was even quite sure that I was an astrologer and I was just a coach who helps people manage their emotions, back in the day when I was the anxious goddess, <laughs> if you were here from back in those days, that was one of my first businesses, then I really love you for still being here <laughs> over the years. But back then I was still using astrology. I would always start my first session with asking sun, moon and rising or getting all their birth information so I could cast the chart. And that was just so I could support them best in their sessions. But did I, was I aware that I was using astrology for that? No, I was just looking at it as like, Hey, this is a tool that I have found to be super helpful for myself in an understanding myself. It feels like it's very validating, not only for me, but for my friends. So I'm going to also use it in my business and at my full-time job. And so I was regularly relying on birth charts in order to help me understand how to support my clients. And then over time, the more that I embraced my own spiritual self and embrace that I was an astrologer. Now I have just 
owned it. And now here we are. <laughs> but I use astrology the same way that I would use the Myers-Briggs, the same way that I would use the Enneagram, uh, because these are all tools that can help you to see yourself and to advocate for yourself and give you a sense of validation and a strong sense of meaning. But you can also use astrology to give you context for why certain things are happening. When I use my astrology, I don't typically go, okay, well, let me plan ahead by looking at what this date is going to be or looking and seeing what's going to happen in the future and then try to figure out from there. For me, I typically am experiencing something in my day to day that makes me go, what the hell is this? <laughs> and that is then what I will go and pull up my time passages app, which is the app that I use uh, for my readings. And I'll see like, okay, this is what's happening in you know the house of isolation, or this is what's happening in the house of difficulties, or this is where my Libra is. And so my Libra, you know, like, well, I don't have a Libra anything. So I'll say Leo, my Leo moon is here. And so now I can see like, this is what's happening. I able to see that. And then that tells me what I can expect or why certain things are happening. And so that's typically how I use astrology. And so with that in mind, that's why today I want to break this down so that we, whenever you find yourself questioning, well, what does it mean to have my Mars in Virgo, you can come back to this episode to get a bigger, uh, bigger insight. Now, of course, I want to leave this with, this is very general because I'm talking to hundreds of you right now, which is pretty cool. So hello to everybody who's watching, who's listening, who's sharing. You are amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Cause that means like, it's crazy to me to think about that. Um, but because of that, it's going to be kind of vague, right? Because I gotta, I gotta talk to all of y'all, but <laughs> if you want more insight specifically on what it means for you, then go to the description um, box because I'll have the link there that you can use to book a call with me. And it's July right now. So my prices are at 175 for a call, but they're about to go up in August. You know, inflation is happening, people. And in order for me to keep the business running, I gotta be real, you know, I gotta be real. So if you wanna get your call at the price that, it's, that it is at now in July of 2022, whoa, hold on, hold on a second. You see, when you start talking about time, you start, cause time is a construct. So <laughs> it is not July of 2022, it is July of 2023, but my brain somehow went back into the past. And this is, I can't even, oh man, you know, sometimes the conversations that I have with myself and in my head or the conversations that I have with my friends who are like super weird, like me, I tell you there's meaning in it all. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just crazy how I did that since we're talking about the universe and we're talking about time and all the things. Anyways, if it's July, 2023 for you right now, the price is still at 175 for a one hour call, as well as the opportunity to have your call be recorded so you can listen to it and refer back to it whenever you need support, whenever you need encouragement, or whenever you just need clarity on your next steps. So go to the description box and 
book a call, book a call for yourself, book a call for your friend, book a call for your family, you know, get all the clarity you need. (laughs) Um, But if not, then of course you can always book a call at any other time. But for today, we're going to jump into the breakdown. Break, break down. Still going to break down. Down. Okay, I'm sorry. Whoa, that was a very long, like a very long one, and I, <laughs> and now I can't stop singing it. I can't. It's in my head. You know, I'm hearing Mariah. I'm getting the whistle notes. I'm an alto though, so I can't really hit those notes. So I'm not even gonna try. I'm gonna stay in my lane, stay in my ministry, and do what I can for the people. You know. Anyways, let's get to it. Let's talk about the sunset. <laughs> This, this is all you need is me. Cause I have so many personalities. You just, this is all you need. Okay. Let me pull up my notes here because I want to try if, if you can believe it, I want to try to be organized and focused. <laughs> all right. So the sun sign, this is the thing that most people know about themselves, even if they don't believe in astrology, which is where was the sun when they were born? The sun represents your personality. This is the piece of you that once you feel comfortable and you feel allowed to be honest about who you really are, what you really think, what you really want to say, the sun is what comes out. And you think about it in the galaxy, right? It's this big ass star in the sky and everybody is just orbiting around it. That is what your sun sign desires. It desires for everybody else to orbit around your world. So this is how you're going to express yourself once you're comfortable. And this is your main personality. Moving on to the moon sign, the moon represents your emotional self. It represents your emotional needs and how you relate to your feelings, what you need in order to feel seen or safe to emote. Now, it also connects you to the inner feminine because it rules over the divine feminine. And all of us have both the feminine and masculine energies within us because it doesn't have anything to do with gender. So depending on your relationship to the feminine will also give you insight into how you feel about your own inner feminine. So when I meet someone, for example, who has a very negative point of view towards feminine energy, I know that that means that they also disregard the feminine within themselves. So in order for you to hate on feminine energy, then that means that there's parts of yourself that you're actually hating on. And that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with yo. So fix that bow. <laughs> but <laughs> regardless, of, regardless of the point is, is that the moon is connected to that feminine energy. And so depending on where your zodiac sign is, for example, let's say that you are a Leo moon like me. Leo energy likes to be seen and loves to be celebrated for their authentic expression. And so the fact that my moon is in that sign of wanting to be seen for their authenticity, it means that when I emote, I want spaces where I feel allowed to be honest about what I'm expressing and and experiencing in my heart. I want to be celebrated for the, for whatever that honest emotion is, whether it's pure anger, pure sadness. I don't want to feel like I have to hide my true feelings because if I have to do that, it's actually going to create a disconnect between me and the person that I feel like I'm not allowed to be my honest self with. 
But let's say if you're a Scorpio moon, Scorpio energy is, is a bit more hidden and it feels more comfortable kind of holding things a little close to the chest. And so for that, the Scorpio moon isn't looking to be celebrated for their authentic expression, isn't looking to even be acknowledged necessarily for their feelings as much as they're first observing how is everybody else reacting? What's going on here? Not to then dictate how they're going to feel because they already know how they're going to feel, but just to kind of see what's going to be their next move. They're going to be a lot more hidden and that's going to be their emotional need as opposed to my emotional need is going to be a lot more in your face and I want, I want acknowledgement and I y'all want, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is why knowing where the, what Zodiac sign your moon sign is in can be so helpful because then for example, when I'm in my relationship, if I feel like my feelings are being ignored, I'm aware that it's my Leo moon that's being activated and that I have to advocate for my Leo moon by asking for what I want. So there are those times where I have to tell my boyfriend, like, you know what? I just, I just want you to say, it's you valid, you valid. You know what? Doesn't mean I'm right. It just means that I'm allowed to have my feelings <laughs> and that's what I need right now, you know? So that's, that's important to know so you can advocate for yourself. Okay, moving on to rising sign. So the rising sign is, there's there's different schools of thoughts on this. I just embrace all of them because I just I just embrace it all. One school of thought is that the rising sign represents the perspective by which you view the world. And that is definitely, I believe that is very true because the rising sign sets everything else inside of your chart up. If you know anything about the astrological wheel, the rising sign determines where every other planet is going to be and what house it's going to be in. And so I feel like that means that these are the glasses that you're putting on by which you see and interpret the rest of the world. So it's your perspective. So if you're a Virgo rising, then the way that you come at life, even if you're a Leo sun, but a Virgo rising, actually, I think I have a friend that, yeah, I do. I do have a friend that's a Virgo rising Leo sun. Anyways, but it means that you have a more detail focus, detail oriented, detail focus and meticulous focus on how you express your creativity. It's not just this like, you know, no holes barred, no rules kind of expression. There's a, a an art to it. There's a, a significant way by which you express yourself because you have that Virgo rising determining everything else. So that's why it's important to know the rising sign. But the another school of thought for the rising sign is that it's the mask that you wear when you first meet people. And I agree with that as well. When you first meet someone, typically you're not as comfortable. So you kind of put on maybe your best foot forward, but you may even put on an entirely different personality or persona. For me, my boyfriend always talks about when he first met me, um, I'm a Capricorn rising, but I'm also a Capricorn sun. So it's kind of interesting, but then that Leo moon gets you anyway. <laughs> but when he first met me, I was quite shy and I wasn't very talkative, which is very shocking for many people. And it was definitely shocking for him too. But he always talks about how he was like, I feel like you tricked me because when I met you, I thought you were so quiet. And most of the girlfriends that he had before me were all kind of like that. And I am not like that at all. <laughs> 
But that's because Capricorn rising energy does tend to be a little bit less, it's a little bit more reserved and it's not forward and in your face like my Leo moon and my Sagittarius Mercury are. <laughs> and so your rising sign tends to be what people guess about you when they're trying to figure out who you are. Um, and yes, I also believe that it is the perspective by which you see the world. And so that can tell you a lot about a person. To, to know the, the rising sign, you have to actually know what time you were born though. So that is, that's why the timing is going to be so important. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Mercury. So Mercury represents how you communicate, how you think and how you express yourself. This is the planet that tells you uh, how your thought process works and how you go about doing things. If you're in business, this is also the area where you would look at to see what, um, your marketing style and how you're going to feel comfortable sharing the value of what you do. If you have, for example, a, an earth Mercury, meaning that it's a Virgo Mercury or Capricorn or Taurus, you're going to have a more practical approach. You want to show people step-by-step, step, like what's the value of your service or the value of your offer, those types of things like how to's, um, or like three steps to this, are ways that you feel best speaking and sharing what you offer because it's how you talk anyway. You look at life through a very practical approach as opposed to maybe if you have like a Cancer Mercury or a Pisces or a Scorpio Mercury, you don't really want it to be so rigid. In your mind, you're like, I want the flexibility to kind of go with the flow, whether or not like some days I'm gonna feel like I wanna do all the steps in the world and then other days I wanna do like the least amount of effort. I need space to do exactly that. And so that makes more sense that you wouldn't want this like scheduled way of doing things because you don't think like that. So your marketing needs to reflect that. So Mercury tells you how you communicate, how you think, how you express yourself, how you chat. I'm a Sagittarius Mercury, so I'm very chatty because certain Sagittarius energy loves to express itself. <laughs> and so because of that, I talk a lot as evidenced by everything that you've ever seen me create. <laughs> Let's move on to Venus. So Venus is the representation of how you love, what you need to feel loved, how you attract others, including, yes, how you attract clients, how you design and how you decorate. So especially if you're like a graphic designer or you're super into graphic design, the Venus um, part of your chart is where you're going to look to see more insight into that. Also, what you value and what you find important in life is where your Venus, um, your Venus is going to tell you that. So for example, um, if you have a Venus in Capricorn, then you're going to have a very practical way of receiving love and giving love. You love practical gifts. You love gifts that are about like, you know, if you need something fixed, you want somebody to pay for that. If you, <laughs> if you really like massages, you want somebody to get that massage done and take care for you. Like those are things that the Venus and Capricorn is looking for, um, in terms of love, but also in terms of how you attract people, maybe your design or the way that you do things is very practical. You're not really into, you know, loud colors. I mean, there's always exceptions, of course, because there's a billion things that contribute to this, but you might not be into loud colors as much as you're into muted colors and just simplistic artwork or simplistic design in your posts or in your work. So Venus kind of gives you that idea of like, what is your desire when it comes to how you, um, what you find beautiful in life and what your, uh, what others find beautiful about you. 
Let's move on to Mars. So Mars is what you protect, what triggers you, what upsets you, what sets you off, where you feel activated to set a boundary and how you go about setting that boundary, as well as how you connect sexually. Where Venus is about like the romantic side of love, Mars is about straight fucking. You know what I'm saying? It's about getting straight to the nitty gritty. We are not playing. <laughs> and so when you're talking about Mars, it's just the base visceral reaction to life and the visceral reaction to just feelings. It's not thinking, it's just reacting. That is Mars. And so let's say if you have a Mars in Scorpio, Scorpio is a very naturally protective sign, very naturally boundary sign, along with like Mars and Aries. Both of these signs are incredibly boundaried and they do not like when you overstep. Okay. And because they don't like when you overstep, they also tend to be the fighters of the Zodiac and they're not going to play games with you. Oh, <laughs> okay. So if, for example, if you are a Mars and Scorpio and privacy is really important to you, the Scorpio, then when somebody invades your privacy unexpectedly, you might find yourself getting angry and you're like, you might question, why did I get so, why did I get so reactive about that? Well, the reason you got reactive is because privacy and people honoring your boundaries is vital to you as a Mars and Scorpio. So when someone oversteps that, it triggers and sets you off. And so now if you understand that about yourself, you can either one, have compassion for yourself when you do feel triggered and or put things in place to advocate for yourself to say, okay, I did get upset and maybe I did overreact but here's what I'm needing. I need you to knock before you come in, you know, or whatever it is. That's where you're, where, when you know who you are, it helps you to stand up for yourself without feeling like something's wrong with me. Okay. Let's move on to Jupiter. Jupiter is how you attract, um, abundance and wealth and opportunities to you. It's how you create opportunities for yourself. And it's also where you expand in life because in our solar system, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. So it represents the largeness of life. And so for you, when you're looking at where Jupiter is, you want to see, well, it, this is especially important when it comes to manifesting and creating with intention, because you want to see where is, what Zodiac sign is my Jupiter in? If your Jupiter is in the sign of cancer, then cancer rules over home and family, emotional space, emotional nurturing, um, cooking, taking care of yourself and taking care of your home and your family. And so whenever you allow yourself to have that intimate time at home, that time where you're spending time nurturing your emotional self, you'll find that all of a sudden ideas come to you. All of a sudden money falls into your lap. All of a sudden doorways and door paths that were once blocked start opening up for you. That's because you're leaning into the sign that your Jupiter is in. If your Jupiter is in Aquarius, then you're going to want to lean more into humanitarianism. Human I always say this word wrong, but you, got, you guys know what I mean humanitarianism, um, or you're going to lean into technology. These are the things that are going to help you to enhance your ability to manifest when you lean into that sign. And then we're going to look at Saturn. Saturn is essentially how you handle difficulties, where you can expect to experience challenges, what lessons you're here to conquer, and what you'll master if you accept the challenge. Because 
where Jupiter is all about the expansion, Saturn is more about the restriction. It's more about what are the areas in your life that you're going to find it a bit more challenging and difficult to, to push through. However, the beautiful part about Saturn is not only is it about that, but it's also about mastering that thing. So yes, it might be difficult. It might be really, really hard. For example, if you have a Saturn in Sagittarius, Sagittarius rules higher learning. So you may struggle with higher learning. Maybe education was a real soft or sore spot for you because it, it felt harder. Maybe um, Sagittarius also rules over truth. And so maybe sometimes you struggle with either being able to see the truth. Um, you know, maybe you kind of fall into uh, delusions a little bit more. People are able to kind of deceive you a little bit easier because you struggle to find that truth. And so the more that you actually in, embrace learning to spot the truth, the more you embrace that learning might be challenging, but it's possible for me, the more you actually become somebody that masters it. And all of a sudden it becomes a thing that's actually very easy for you, but it's, you know, we got to have our challenges in life and wherever that Saturn is, that is where you can expect to experience those challenges. And it is part of your purpose because Saturn also represents purpose. It's part of your purpose to then achieve that and become a master in that um, particular area. So because I'm running out of time, I'm not going to dive into Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto because um, one, like I said, I'm running out of time, but also because those are generational planets. And so that means that they tend to stay in the same sign for many years and they cover um, an entire generation. So even though they do impact us on a personal level, they more so impact us as a collective group. So for example, like Pluto will stay in the same sign for like 20 years, sometimes more. And so that will affect and impact an entire generation as opposed to directly impacting you, yourself, and I, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, but these are each of the different signs. I would love to know, um, over on Instagram where your big three is for me, like I said, I'm a Capricorn sun and rising and I'm a Leo moon. And I would just love to know where your big three is. And then if you, um, go ahead and send me a DM that I can kind of help you to see a little bit about what each of these things mean. So you can get a better understanding of how to use this stuff. Because like I said, that's how I look at astrology. I see it and I go, okay, since my Venus is in Capricorn, I know that I'm looking for more practical ways of expressions of love. And so, yes, I do love the loud, you know, like scream, scream from the balcony. I love you, Lexi but I'd rather you just like pay a bill. <laughs> and that's because I'm a Venus in Capricorn. <laughs> but if I was a Venus in Leo, which Venus is in Leo right now, um, then I would love those loud expressions of love because Venus and Leo energy, oh, they love that stuff. Doesn't mean that they don't also love getting their bills paid, but they do find that their heart melts whenever their love is loudly proclaiming and professing their love to the to the whole world. That's very true for Venus and Leo, as opposed to maybe like a Venus and Capricorn, Venus and Taurus. You know, we we need like give me the jewels, give me the things. I need materials, material girl. <laughs> 
And this also helps you to have compassion for people too, because like, for example, if you have a child that maybe does like a little bit more material stuff, they really like gifts or they really like, you know, whatever. If you find out, well, that their Venus is in a practical earth sign like Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, well, then yeah, they like gifts because it's an earth sign. So it represents earth. They want to see the love. It's not that the gift is like everything. It's not like the bill being paid for is everything. It's more like when you, if you've ever heard of the five love languages, it's, it's like acts of service is a very earth type of energy. They want something to be taken care of one less thing that's off their plate, but they also want the material because they themselves are the earth sign. So they're looking for something physical to show proof that they are loved, that they, they can hold on to it and see this, this connection, right? Because love is something that you can't actually see, but you can, if you see it on a beautiful ring. <laughs> So when you see that, then all of a sudden, instead of like judging your child or judging your friend, you're able to go, okay, this makes more sense. So that's why I love astrology, because I just feel like it helps us to have more compassion for ourselves and compassion for others and allow people to be their true self without judging them for that, because this is just how they're designed. It's how they're built. So I hope that this episode gave you guys some um, inspiration on how to better understand yourself. I definitely look forward to seeing you guys on Instagram. All the links are in the description below. So follow me there at Instagram.com slash the Lexi Wilson. That's T-H-E-L-E-X-I. Don't forget the E, Wilson. And definitely let me know your big three. I'll see you guys all next week. Have a great day. Bye.